This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hey listener, this is Venice, and you're listening to Voice from the Underground, proud members of the Tangent Bound Network and the famous original Podcast Network. Welcome to the Underground. My favorite podcast. Check out TJ. Check out Big Ass. Check out Dutch. My favorite podcast. Check one, two. Check one, two. Voice from the underground. Check one, two. Check one, two. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Voice from the Underground, the podcast. We are a gnarly spirited, super dope, and often mind numbing juxtaposition of politics and pop culture coming straight from the underground and into your illustrious earballs. It is I, Jason Dutch. I am here uh, from the Bat Cave of Bakersfield, California, with my man, Big Hussein. What's happening, Big Hussein? How are you? I am great watching the Packers get butt bombed. Bust, yeah, it's always nice to see the Packers get destroyed. What's always real great packed, is when they, so to speak, Paul. Oh yeah, they're getting fudge packed. Um, <laughs> but uh, the every time I tune into a Packers game or or a um, Patriots game, like especially if it's Collinsworth, they're just just blowing Brady or Rogers. So yes, yes, they they especially they're Chris starting. Collinsworth. Yes, that there and, and it used to be what's his name Gruden used to do the same thing when he was on yeah. there. Yeah, um, boy, I'll tell you. Oh, I, I this never seen a guy like Brady before. Never. It's, it's this guy. This guy. Let me tell you about this guy. He's, I mean, Gruden loves all quarterbacks, but uh, Collinsworth. I guess. I mean, he was a receiver, so he did too. But those two guys, particularly, and obviously Manning before he uh, retired. They just loved chugging, chug, chug, chug a lug, chug, chug, chug a lug, those guys. So it's nice to see uh, that neither Brady nor Rodgers will be, unless Rodgers is able to mount a ridiculous comeback. Uh, looks like we're looking at uh, 49ers and uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Nice run by uh, the Corey, Corey Davis Titans. I was kind of hoping they'd be good because Corey Davis, obviously, my daughter's um, cousin. So... You know, I was kind of pulling for for them, but at the on the other hand, I knew Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes deserves to get chugged these days because that guy is just a beast. But um, we do have a guest on the show. I'm gonna look at your thoughts on the NFL real quick here. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, um, but we do have a guest on the show. So, Big Hoss, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce your cigar smoking partner? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, I have with me the man, the myth, the legend. The cigar head himself, Denny. What's going on, man? Denny. Well, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go ahead and sign off. It's Brian from the Herfcast, you goofball. Oh, Brian, 
I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that dude that sent you a text this morning about yeah, what yeah, you were yeah, going to yeah. smoke. Yeah. Let's, I let's, actually might have you in my phone wrong. That that might be the problem. Oh, let's 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 try that again. Uh, that, Big Haas, go ahead and introduce <laughs> your. <laughs> go ahead and introduce your guest today. But hey, shout out to Denny from Cigarheads. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Denny from Cigarheads. Now so that gotta, is a classic. That is a classic voice from the Underground Blunder. Yes, I, and, I, and, and to make it plain, yes, you are in my phone as uh, Brian from as uh, Denny from the Hearthcast. So that's my fault. Uh, that's that's so, Cigarheads. That's now cigar you heads. know that's you don't confuse your bitches. I know <laughs> I messed up, didn't I? No, no, I understand. <laughs> we all look the same. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Jesus Christ! You found a victim to the classic blunder. Never paciness. <laughs> Never go to bat with uh, against a uh, Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> oh, he's dead, and I have no soundboard. Um, so after that classic blunder, let me rant for a second here. Um, well, first of all, Brian from the Herfcast, uh, I knew who you were. I should have introduced you. Welcome to back to the underground. <laughs> he's only a Patreon supporter, which Denny is fucking not. So. Jesus Christ. I I uh, I take back my shout out for Denny then. Yeah. So uh, you know, cancel your. You certainly can cancel your your Patreon at this point. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jesus Christ, this is a fucking clown show. Um, Brian, welcome back, man. What's happening? Not Denny. a whole lot, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hey, it's the phone's fault. I put it in wrong. Yeah. Well, you know. Excuses, excuses. But anyway, no, uh, yeah, it's At pretty much just been... podcast, uh, right? I had yeah, he has a podcast, hut. right? <laughs> no, he, he said Cigarhead. Oh, he did? Oh, I God. Did. He just, did. Yeah. All wrong. He's no, like, hey, hey, my, hey, Becky? My, no, my, my show is, uh, it's the Herfcast. <laughs> God. <laughs> but, uh, no, actually, uh, I, I haven't really been doing much with that lately. Uh, just, uh, the holidays. I got over a cold and, um... You know, spending some time with the family, whatnot. Um, I'm sorry to hear you were sick, Brian. Uh, you'll have that. So. Well, well, should we just call you Denny for the rest of the no. show? I can't wait. I can't wait to <laughs> I'm gonna, tag I'm the gonna say, I'm going to say his name or, um, every time I, can't wait I, every to tag, time I address him right now. Yeah, I can't just, wait to, to tag Cigar Heads to this because they'll, they'll be like, what the fuck are <laughs> on the show? Yeah. That, that will be amazing. When um, I get them on the show, I'll definitely reverse it for you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call my other girl your name. Say my name. Say my name. Oh Jesus! Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm a little disappointed we're not doing video. Uh, I I I did my hair tonight and everything. Well, you, got you were your bangs all... just right. No, no, no. Uh, I got the uh, the afro going in full force. Oh, okay. Um, a little cultural appropriation. That's cool. Yeah, picked it out just before I got out here. So. <laughs> At least, at least uh, Brian knows how to keep his mouth close to the microphone. Uh, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm eating. Uh, oh, I'm eating. Uh, you'll get a chance to eat. Don't worry. You can tell all the people about what you're drinking and what you're smoking. We're gonna have so the Herfcast is a cigar and conversation podcast. Um, we are gonna have a double humidor today that's right. between Denny Brian, that's his new name, and <laughs> and Big Hussein. Um, yeah. Real quick though, a little double up action for you tonight. A little, the, little double up podcast. action. Um, a little, little Monica sort of Lewinsky-ish thing. going on here. Uh, Did she double up? I thought it was just her. I'm idea. sure she can take two cigars. Yeah, depends on the uh, ring gauge. Right. But, but um, so real quick, uh, 
football is going on. Uh, Titans lost to the Chiefs, so Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. And barring anything majestic, looks like Aaron Rodgers is going home with his tail tucked between his legs, which I, being a Bears fan, love. Um, seeing the Packers fucking lose, but uh, looks looks like it's going to be the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Finally, a Brady backup actually plays good football. Um, real quick thoughts, Haas uh, and and Brian. I'm not sure how big of an NFL fan you are, but real quick thoughts, guys, on uh, again barring something crazy that Super Bowl matchup. What what do you guys think? It is going to be a race up and down the freaking field, and whoever has the ball last will probably win. But I would have to give the edge in defense to the 49ers. So, yeah, without question. I would think that it'll be a close one. And I think the 49ers defense will make maybe one play and they'll win 41 38. 41 38. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, Brian, any thoughts on the upcoming uh, Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know, man. Mahomes just looks. Insane. I, I don't know if the I, I haven't seen that much of the 49ers to know if their defense could handle it. But I mean, the past couple of weeks, just watching Mahomes tear shit up. I mean, it, it's hard to not think that he's going to he's going to back down after that. So I don't know. It's it's going to be it's going to be a fun one to watch, I think. So it, it might actually be an exciting game. Yeah, I agree with that. I think one of the nice things about this Super Bowl, uh, again, assuming something crazy uh, in the second half here, what are they down by, Haas? What, it's 35 to... It's 34-7. 34-7, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much over halftime right now, but uh, we will keep you posted. Uh, obviously, listener, you will know because by the time you listen to this, the game will be over. So uh, in the past, the game is still playing, but in the future, <laughs> the game is still playing too, amazingly. Um but I do think that this is going to be an interesting Super Bowl. So uh, the reason I think that is simple. Two teams that we're not customarily used to seeing in the Super Bowl, but also longtime uh, NFL franchises. The Chiefs obviously uh, played in one of the very first Super Bowls uh, against the Packers. I, one or two off the top of my head, I'm, I'm not recalling. But uh, the, the, um, the 49ers obviously with a storied history with Joe Montana and Steve Young uh, all the, and then the other Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, was it? Wasn't that yes. the guy? Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> some guy yeah, who's not in the NFL a- anymore uh, a few years back. But uh, it is going to be nice to see a couple of refreshing new teams. I'm not a big fan of the 49ers personally, so I will be rooting for the Chiefs. But I, I will say this. Uh, both these teams have a little bit of a headache at running back um, in that they have a bit of a clusterfuck back there. It seems like the 49ers have been leaning towards Tevin Coleman the last couple oh, weeks Tevin or so. Tevin Coleman will not be playing in the Super Bowl. I'm Tevin Coleman right will now. not be. What, he get hurt or something Oh, he today? got hurt. He got a uh, bad shoulder injury. Oh, uh, okay. So I, I, I highly doubt that he will be in the Super Bowl. Um, well, that's good for also, them, though, anyway, because Mostert is a better running back. Yeah, they got. They still got Mostert. They still got Breida. Yeah, Mostert Matt Breida, has, like, three touchdowns today, so... Matt Matt Burita is a is a good running back, but I I think Mostert and I I picked up Mostert in my in my dynasty league, you know, like week four. The kid's got a lot of talent. I think he's going to be by far the guy who's going to carry the the ball for them a lot next year. So I really do like Mostert. Um, as far as wide receivers go, obviously the Chiefs with a big upgrade there with you know Hardman and um, uh, 
They got Hill, Hartman. They got and Hill, uh, the guy from Kelsey, Buffalo, whose name they got I'm, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, right? Who, whose name was escaping me off the top of my head? I got a little you bit shaky at running back there, too. but you know they have the Williams brothers when they're both healthy. One of them I know, I know is hurt, and then of course McCoy, who uh, is definitely well past his prime. But it all comes down to Mahomes yeah, versus Garoppolo. McCoy is you know? like he's not playing. He didn't play either. He's sick. But well, he I, didn't think, play I think he's a he's a frisking husk of himself anyway. So I didn't really have a lot of interest in watching any of the NFL playoff games. To be honest with you, I haven't watched any more than fifteen minutes of total football during the wild card round or the um the the, the divisional round either. It, I I watch every second of football on red zone during the regular season, but you know, another teams I give a shit about made the the playoffs. So I will watch the Super Bowl because it'll be an interesting one. But um, we'll have to see. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl uh, as it gets closer next week because obviously we have a two-week break here. So uh, moving on from that real quick, uh, Brian, tell us um, just a little bit like what is the premise? So for the listener who doesn't know, what is the premise of the Herfcast? Uh, it's basically just a long-form conversation with cigars and booze. Uh, that's, that's generally Sign it. me like, up. Yeah, uh, I talk to I talk to just about anybody, um, uh, local comedians. I talk to I I reach out to you know random people, uh, but uh, you know I've done a few race relations episodes. I've done uh, just some bad episodes, I guess. <laughs> we do those every week. Yeah, well, you know, I, obviously, you hit, this is my second time on. I, I can't understand that. <laughs> But uh, well, you are a Patreon supporter, so we we as much as we have you on, we can never have you on enough. Uh, all right, I guess that's uh, you know. Sorry, I'm bringing the show down a little bit, but no, 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 uh, dude, we love you, man. <laughs> we love you, Brian. Ah, I love you guys too. We love you, Denny Brian. It, it's hard to bring down what is already sunk. Uh, so, um, so awesome. So, uh, and the, and the listener can find the Herfcast if they're interested in cigars and conversation. Let's say it's somebody who tunes in for uh, mostly just the humidor portion of this show because um, they decide to skip all the badness. They can find you how? Uh, let's see. Twitter, Instagram, uh, my website. My website's uh, theherfcast.com. Twitter's the underscore Herfcast. Instagram. And that's H-E-R-F-C-A-S-T. That is correct. Um, yeah, Instagram and Facebook are both, uh, the Herfcast podcast. So, uh, just Google the Herfcast and it's pretty available. So it's, uh, anywhere podcasts are found for the most part, except for like those super exclusive ones. Where all the good podcasts are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're not on those either. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit today. Uh, and if listener, you'll get to hear his cigar review along with big Hosses. Uh, no TJ today, so I'm going to do the pop culture part. Um, pretty big fucking news in pop culture. I know these two guys don't necessarily uh, pay attention to this particular stuff, but I am going to spend a few minutes here and just talk about how excited I am about the future of DC. So uh, I know you guys don't watch DC for the most part as far as the television shows. Now, Haas, you have I've watched, watched all a the couple. movies. I've watched, I've watched all the movies and I've watched... A few episodes of Black Lightning. I've seen a few episodes of, of The Flash. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. I'm not what you would call a loyal watcher. I kind of pop right. in and out. So you are aware that there is a television show called The Flash, and on this yes. show, uh, there is a the actor named Grant Gustin who plays The Flash, 
and these shows are not connected in any way to the cinema, the the DC extended universe, which is the the movies, Aquaman, Man of Steel, Justice League, etc. Now, say what you want about those movies. Uh, some of them have been pretty crummy, and others have been pretty great. But there is a Flash in that universe as well. That Flash is called uh, is an uh, actor by the name of Ezra Miller, and he's a very different Flash from the Flash on the Flash TV shows. Um, but again, there's been no connection whatsoever. Now, obviously, everybody knows that the DCEU has been much maligned. A lot of people didn't like Batman vs. Superman. A lot of people didn't like Suicide Squad. A lot of people didn't like Justice League. I share a lot of that sentiment. I thought I enjoyed Justice League when I liked it. But going back, and I think Haas, you'll agree with this because we reviewed that movie. Um, we all liked it when we watched it. But in subsequently subsequent watchings and over time, it just... It doesn't age it's, well. Yes, it, it's not. It's soured to us a lot. Um Batman versus Superman. I know that you're not a big <laughs> fan of, of of BVS. I'm not either. There are a couple of really cool moments in that show. Um, Brian, at all, are you uh, into the? I, I forget. Are you into the superhero? I know you just watched Watchmen, but outside of that, what, what? How deep do you get into the superhero genre? Uh, I mean, the Marvel universe. I'm pretty caught up with uh, everything except for like Captain Marvel and Ant Man two, right? Um, DC. Uh, I I actually haven't seen anything recent from them, um, and as far as TV goes, like, uh, yeah. Well, if you Watch- watched Watchmen, that's DC. Is it kind of? Yeah. Oh yeah, kinda. yeah. I guess the you know I guess the only reason I would know that is uh, the end credits when they get the DC and Warner Brothers logo spinning around. Yeah, it's kind of DC, but it's a separate universe. Yeah, it's, D- it's it, DC adjacent. It's it's not the classic like Superman, Batman, all that stuff. Um, right, right. No world's finest. As far as TV shows, uh, nothing since Smallville. So that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, as it so happens, that's a good segue because what they did on Crisis on Infinite Earths, and this is this was pretty astonishing, and this was a really big event. Um, is they connected fucking everything? So, with possibly one exception, um. In what they first did was in the second or third episode of this Crisis on Infinite Earths, Earths which is obviously a a TV remake of the famous comic book series from the eighties, um, which is one of my favorite omnibuses for through through all of comics, is they have used this to merge things, reset things, you know, fix continuity issues, and and connect their shows. Uh, they connected. The Smallville series early on, they had Tom Willing come back and reprise his role as Clark Kent, um, playing the Smallville music on the same exact farm. You know, with Tom Welling there, he was only in the, the, the show for seven or eight minutes, but it was a really, really big event. People were really looking forward to it, and they knew that this was coming. They connected it to the Christopher Reeve uh, Superman films in the 1980s. They connected it to the Nolan verse. Um, they even at the end of the show connected it to the shows, uh, the DC shows that are on, um, the DC app like Titans, uh, as well as Doom Patrol and even the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. They showed scenes from that actual movie. No, nothing of Ryan Reynolds, but a lot of, uh, Oa while they were there talking to the Guardians. But the biggest one was this. And I'm going to play this clip and, um, uh, for the listener, spoilers here, but uh, if you probably already know what's going on. Um, hello? 
hell is this? this? Asking myself the same question. Literally. No, this this can't be happening. This you should. What are you doing here? Well, I'll tell you that when you tell me where here is. Is this cosplay? Oh, do you want a selfie, bro? No, no, I'm not, sorry. I don't. We're not. No. I'm. Also, the Flash. Those are the what? The Flash. The Flash. The Flash. It's complicated. I like your outfit. It seems thick and comfy. Yours is pretty cool. Smooth. Seems safe it's and breathable. Stop, Barry Allen. No! What does that mean? How can this... This should be impossible now. It should be impossible now? You don't know about the... Oh my god, don't do this to me. I don't know about the what. Okay. Okay, so that is only audio, obviously, listener. But basically what happened there is Barry Allen is caught in the Speed Force. And the the Grant Gustin Barry Allen from the TV shows ends up in some room somewhere. And there is the Flash from the Justice League shows. So, or from the Justice League movie. So now all of this is connected. They had a nice little scene where they... You know, we're liking each other's uniform, you know, their outfit and kind of wondering why each other were there. But this whole scene changes everything because now we know there's going to be a Flash movie that's going to come uh, out in probably the next three years or so. It's going to be Flashpoint. It's almost a given that the TV Flash is going to be part of this universe. Um, and this is something that excites me because it is something that even Marvel hasn't really done. They have connected their TV shows like Luke Cage and Daredevil to the MCU, but they missed a golden opportunity in an Endgame to bring those t- those characters in. Now I know they're gonna do it with Jessica Jones um, in the next Captain Marvel movie, and probably great show with, by the way. With yes, very good, and not my favorite Daredevil by far, my favorite um, Punisher also can't be forgotten about there. Denny Luke Cage Danny. and Punisher are my favorite too. Those were both good. Uh, Iron Fist, not so much. Fuck him. Defenders, not so much either. Um, nope, was a big letdown. Iron but Fist was in it. It wasn't all Iron Fist. It, there was I'm just, just saying I did not like him. I don't like him. He he brings down everything. Yeah, he he wasn't really great. That's kind of goes without saying there. But uh, what DC has done here is they've given themselves the opportunity to really connect to to really do whatever that they want to do. Um, this is a great way to fix the. Um, the DC universe. So what I want to do here is, is ask big Haas this question, because obviously I know that you've, there's been parts of DC, the movies that you've liked, and there's been other parts that you didn't like. I know you didn't really care for Shazam. I think we disagree on that one, but, Sucked. but for them, I thought I it was tried it again. And I, I made it another, I made it another 10 minutes and I turned it off. I'm just like, no, I can't deal with it. It's, it's, it's not supposed to be taken seriously. Oh uh, yeah, I don't, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, the, the parts of the of the universe that you haven't liked, what is it that you would like to see that maybe they could have done differently? Are there any like recastings that you would be happy with? Like, like, let me ask you this way. I'm going to ask you a little bit more pointed. Instead of being broad, I'll be narrow. Would you like to see them keep the Ray Fisher cyborg character, number one? Uh, no? Yeah, okay. He's, no. Uh-uh. He's, he. Their actor, the, the actors that they get for these movies just seem subpar to me. 
You know okay, what I'm saying? Well, yeah, well, that's a, that's, that's a pretty pointed statement. And I, I don't know if I'll agree with that. I mean, Gal Gadot is not a subpar actor. Henry Cavill is not a subpar actor. I like him but, better in The Witcher than I do as Superman. Okay, you know what? As far as The Witcher goes, I will say this. I watched The Witcher, and I kind of liked it a little bit, but I had no idea that that was Henry Cavill until like the third episode. Really? I had no <laughs> I idea. I did not know that. And then, I, and then I saw in the credits that it was Henry Cavill, and I was like, Henry Cavill's in this? And I was like, oh, he's the main character? Really? And the yeah. next show, guess what? I saw what? that it was Henry Cavill, and, I, and the show lost all it. It lost it for me because I couldn't take it seriously anymore. I was like, that's what? Superman. All right. Yeah. But I mean, it's. He, he's way better in that than, than. He is. Henry Cavill is a good actor, but it, like I kept seeing that it was Henry Cavill and it was. I liked it more before I realized that that was Henry Cavill. Um, mm. But interesting. As, very interesting because. Because it was Henry Cavill. I was skeptical of the show because mm-hmm. I only know him really from the Superman movie. You know what I'm saying? And right. I did not like it. I'm you like, didn't see the Mission Impossible? He was, it seemed like he was doing his soul Superman thing and it, well, he was trying to be a little funnier, but he was a, he was slightly, he was incrementally better in, uh, I forget the name of that one, but I did see that. Um, he was incrementally better in that, in that Mission Impossible movie than he was a Superman. But I was very, very skeptical, but I kept hearing such great reviews for it. So then I decided to watch it. And once I watched it, I'm like, well, this is in his wheelhouse because he's supposed to be stoic. He's supposed to be a man of few words and a lot of action and things of that nature. So this is like right in his wheelhouse. And he's a, it just seems like he's a lot better in it. He's more expressive through his facial expressions and things like that. So I do appreciate that from an acting standpoint more than he just seemed like just to be kind of a stone face. In the Superman movies. Yeah, he was very he, stoic. Yes, and when he was supposed to be angry, it just looked forced at that point. It just was like, you know, show us your ang- your, your war cry. Show like, me, me your, your mean war face. cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, that's you know? just my so regular I just face. I did not believe his mean, his anger. Mm, in, uh, okay. But I, but I believe it more in uh, The Witcher. It just seems more natural for him there. Okay. Well, I can get I I can get with that. I can get with that. Uh Brian, you don't watch The Witcher or you do? No, I do not. Is that, is that uh is that something Brian's like all I do is smoke cigars and drink, man. <laughs> no, man, actually uh as as bad or good, depending on how you, how you take this, uh uh as bad as it sounds, uh the only TV that I get to watch uh is while I'm at work. And it that's sounds just... like this man's married. <laughs> he said the only TV well, that get, I get to watch when I when I asked him if he could come on he said let me check with my wife hey <laughs> like, like, like I said at the start man I, you know just been spending more time with the family instead there of uh, everything else so. yeah I mean hey guess what when I before I like people say well do you want to buy this or buy that and I'm like let me check with the treasurer you yeah know? let's check with the, the the office of accounting now what's funny is that but here's what's funny is that you know, I handle all of the financial stuff as far as paying the bill, getting the bills paid and all that good stuff. You know, we put all our money in one one pot and then we just pay the bills. Right. And I do all of that out of that. But when it comes to me, myself and I making an acquisition of anything, I got to check with, the, I, you know, anything, especially anything over 50 bucks. I got to check with the treasurer. Well, you know. that's good for you because I didn't always do that. And it leads to issues. It does. It well, does. That's my, my wife is pretty good about that where, you know, if, you know, she doesn't complain about all the, all the boxes that come to the house that happen to have cigars in them. Have to have cigars in them? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm trying um, to get them in the house and, and get them unpacked before she gets home. No, that's not like I said. She's pretty good about it. So <laughs> as long as as long as all the bills are paid and uh, you yeah. know everything else is fine, then uh, nothing to wor- <laughs> no, nothing to worry about. Uh, but but I have Matata. I have put myself on a buying freeze. So yeah. Uh, but the best thing about putting myself but the on economy a buying is freeze, so great. Buy whatever yeah. you want. Uh, I get to tell myself when I'm done with that buying yeah. freeze. So you know what? I'm finished with this. Oh, All this, right. d- this deal is too good to pass up. That's the that's that's the thing. That's what happens. Yeah. When you put yourself on a buying freeze, because I got a, I got eighteen uh, CAO icons for like forty bucks. Yeah, that's I had not, to get. I, you had to do that. I'm not even looking at emails. I'm not going on the forums. Anything <laughs> like because I know I already know <laughs> that I'm going to see something and it's going to be some fucking limited release or you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I got to get it now. Yeah. But you hear about uh, Arturo Fuente and the uh, the limited releases they're doing for uh, the uh, show and the, the big show in 2020 uh, later on this year in Vegas. I did not. You know what? Let's let's do this. Might as well just segue Sorry. into it. Uh, tangent. Let's, tangent. Yeah, let's, no, let's let's <laughs> let's play the music here. <laughs> Welcome to the humidor with Big Haas. Find out what Haas is puffing and drinking today. If you try his suggestion, and you die, that is natural selection, and the VFU podcast is not responsible for you being weak effing sauce. Now, the one, the only, Big Haas. I'm not on drugs. Big Haas and Brian, uh, what the fuck, man? Double humidor. What are you guys drinking? What are you guys smoking? What's going on in the cigar world? You guys got the show for, you know, the next whatever. Who fucking cares? I want to hear this double humidor. So what's going on? Brian, you're our guest, so you go first. All right. Uh, I actually, I didn't have any Lanceros. I know you were planning on, I I don't even know if that's still what you're. Oh, that is definitely what I'm smoking right now. Okay. uh, Go ahead. Um, I'm smoking a... uh, JSK, Jassum Crawl. Uh, JSK? State- yeah. Uh, Jassum Crawl. Uh, it's a state line. It's a, you know one of those store exclusives that I just had to order. Um, but uh, it's a Where it's you a broke shop- your own rule. <laughs> well, it was before I put the freeze on. So, <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's um, for, I'm for a shop out of- I'm going to freeze you, Mr. Freeze. Now, which one are you smoking? It's a six by fifty-two, uh, but it's a it's nice. Yeah, it's just a store exclusive. It's the only size in the state line variety, I guess. Uh, but as far as like blend and whatnot goes, um, I really can't find anything on it. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a broadleaf Maduro wrapper, but that's uh, yeah. He he doesn't really disclose all of his uh, blends or like you know the complete blends. It's a secret uh, sauce. Yeah. yeah. Um, usually it's just one, one of the two, the filler or the binder, but this one, it's, uh, the filler and binder are both undisclosed. Um, wow. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know the reasoning for that. Um, just to add some mystique, I guess. But, uh, as far, as far as this stick goes, it's, it's nice. Um, like I said, it's a broadleaf Maduro, so it's a nice dark wrapper, um, which I, I tend to. I love Maduros, man. I, I tend to go for the darkers. I like you know? the, I like the Maduros. <laughs> Once you go black, that's right. Oh, that that that'd be more of an oscuro. But 
I like blacks too. Yeah. I like, uh, the darker the leaf, the better for me. Hey, I like them all. Darker the leaf, the sweeter the juice. I mean, you know, <laughs> I thought I thought that was I thought that was a berry. Berries too, you know, whatever. But um, after this, I've got a uh, Aroma Craft Baca lined up. Okay. So that is a four by fifty-two. That's just a little guy. Well, describe describe the Jocelyn Crawl. What what are you getting from it? Um, classic Maduro. Um, there's uh there's some some like oakiness to it. A little bit of oak. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of espresso, like that that coffee bitterness. You know, not a bad bitter. Yeah. But you know that that espresso uh, taste. Okay. And yeah, just uh, some some earthy tones to go along with that. Which I know you're not as big of a fan on the earth tones, but I'm not a huge earth I tone am. guy. But you know, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. So I uh, feel you. I feel I'm, you. With that, I'm drinking um, my absolute favorite pairing with a cigar as of late. Uh, so I don't know if you're into uh, the uh, like bourbon barrel aged stouts at all. As a as a brewski, yeah. I can't say that I've had one. I, I'm more into stouts and porters these days, uh, especially for cigars. But this uh-huh. now you're talking about the beer as a stout or yeah. the cigar? Okay, yes. yeah, that's that's my favorite. I I happen to get about ten bottles of these when they came out. But the uh, Goose Island BCBS, the uh, Bourbon County Barrel Stouts, mm-hmm. is that um, a new one? Uh, no the the BCBS I don't remember that one. the Bourbon County Barrel Stout like that's. That's been their jam for for a while, uh, but it's the variants that they uh, change up every year. Um, but this this particular variant has been like I, I think it's my absolute favorite drink to have with a cigar, any cigar, hands down. And that's the uh, Cafe Deola. It's a uh, you know kind of a kind of a coffee stout, but it's uh, according to the label, the coffee aroma is layered with notes of cinnamon and orange. Is that what you get from it, or, or uh, is it just no, man? I I get more the more the uh, the sweetness and the coffee out of it, but it's it's just so damn perfect with any cigar that I've had with it so far. The Cafe Deola, I ended up when all was said and done, I ended up getting about ten bottles of this because you could only wow. find the variants uh, for a couple of days after it's released. Okay, um, so I'm I'm really happy that I ended up getting. 10 bottles of it, which I I did end up, I'm, I'm a generous guy, and I, I did end up sending a couple out Okay, for for friends that can't get it. You know, like I said, I was fortunate enough to get my hands on on a few bottles, so, yeah, you know, spread the love. Now, how is it, what, do you, what, what does the, uh, what is the beverage that you have, what is that doing to the uh, cigar that you're smoking? Is it, a, is it, a, is the band on that gold? Uh, golden, golden maroon. Okay. It's like the, the classic. JSK Red Knight band, okay, with, with a uh, blue secondary 2019 State Line okay. band. I see, I see, okay, because it's a State Line Cigar Lounge out there in uh, Delaware somewhere. I see. Hey, we're in Delaware. Um, yeah, they they mailed it Delaware. to me. So, yeah, so I, I didn't actually have to go to the state, which is it's nice. pretty far from Nicaragua. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that that is where the factory's at for uh, JSK. In Nicaragua, I like saying so. Nicaragua. As as listeners know, it's a very fun yeah. word. It's a fun uh, word to say. So, let me ask you a quick question about the beer. 
I have not heard of that one, nor have I heard of that line, and I fancy myself to be a Goose Island fan. Um, now is that is that a seasonal uh beer from them that I just because I I'm thinking the reason why I might have missed it, and they don't sell a lot of Goose Island here in California. We'll get three one two occasionally at like um our equivalent of Benny's, which is called Bevmo out here. Yeah. Um, the um so so we'll we'll you can get three one two there. Uh, maybe one other Goose Island beer, but the one that I loved in Chicago was the Mild Winter. Um, is mm. is are any of them like similar to? And that might be why I didn't see that because I was always buying Mild Winter, you know, from November through February or whatever. Is it similar or or have you not had that one? Uh, I haven't had Mild Winter, but I could almost guarantee that it's nothing like it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, well, I, I don't know what what type is mild winter. Is that mild a stout winter or is no? a darker? It's a it's a dark beer. It's 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 similar in taste to Guinness, but it is significantly less uh, stouty. It, no. it is it is nowhere near as thick. It's almost like pause. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you took Guinness and diluted it a little bit with like Budweiser. Now I'm, I'm not saying a cheap beer like Budweiser, but it's almost like if you diluted it with like three one two. Um, it's it, it's a really really fantastic beer. I mean, um, it, they, Goose Island also makes some really strong IPAs. So I don't want to sell you know their India pale, pale ales short, but the the mild winter was always one of you know whenever it got to be close to Christmas. I would always know that that was coming out. It would come out about the same time as that that Sam Adams brew. I, I forget the name of the dark winter Sam Adams brew, but that would come out winter around lager? the same time. Yeah, the winter lager, right. Simpler name. Yeah. I don't know how, how I forgot that one, but uh, winter lager is good, but it's not quite as – it's smoother than winter lager, but it's not quite as harsh as as, as thick as, as as the Sam Adams entry is too, so – uh, certainly worth a try, I would say. But are these more of like an amber? Uh, no, this is this is uh, uh, blacker than Haas. Uh, oh, that's black. Yeah. So. Hey, I am more of a special dark. Thank I'm, you very much. Well, He's a mild winter. Well, like like I said, it's 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 darker. Uh, no, it's uh, you you can't hold it up to the light and see through it. Um, Speaking of mild winter, though, I hear it's not a mild winter in Chicago. Not right now, mother. God damn! Right now it's, uh, it's 15 almost degrees custom outside. Cold. It's Where are you at, Brian? Uh, custom cold. I'm the Indiana side of Chicago, basically. Um, oh, okay. Like uh, Laporte or something? No, Griffith. Even closer. Oh, Griffith. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, Griffith isn't that far at all. Um, we still need to hang out. Yeah, I know, man. That's like like. Hopefully, he goes to your house and not Denny's. Yeah, no shit. Well, I mean, if he goes no, to Denny's, Denny's he's got Denny's a long in drive. I know where Denny is. Lenny's or Denny's? <laughs> when he goes to Denny's, he's just going to go to Denny's down the street. I thought yeah. this was your house, <laughs> fucking guy. Uh, no, the uh, the the Bourbon County Barrel Aged Stout. Uh, that's their Black Fr- Black Friday release. Uh, they release it on Black Friday every year, and the regular stuff you could find uh, generally for a few weeks, a month, you know, whatever. Uh, at least in my experience. Um, but the variants, the variants are gone uh, as soon as they're found, basically. So that's uh, that's probably why you didn't see any down there. Um, mm, okay. But I mean, you know, if 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 the store got them in the first place, uh, I know Indiana, uh, like we, they they would give the regular stuff to Indiana, but not. Oh, you guys get all the sloppy seconds. Yeah, uh, but we didn't. Uh, 
like Indiana didn't get any of the variants for the most part. So um, unless you had like a really big account with Goose Island, uh, you weren't getting any variants in Indiana. So mm. okay, well, Haas, what you got going on over there? Oh, by the way, well, give us your Brian before we go to Haas. Give us your hassle meter, and as you know, uh, one through five. Give us your score on your pairing for for today. Uh well, I think let's see. Generally, uh, just just the cigar. Um, I I like most of the stuff that JSK puts out. Uh, I do like these. Uh, fortunately, because uh, you know, like I said, it was one of my random box purchases that uh, limited edition had to get it because uh, I'm a sucker like that. Uh, luckily, <laughs> uh, these these did come through. Um, I would give this. Uh, I I think I'm more critical of my of my cigar ratings as it is like i don't normally do ratings like especially on my show um but i hold a, a pretty high you're not on your show yeah, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. no no no. you're I, in Haas's humidor today I, i'm just saying i i hold a pretty high standard uh when it comes to any any scoring at all because i mean the closer you get to the top it's it's you know the closer you are to unbeatable um so i i'd probably say i'd, I'd give this a solid four um I'd I'd like to get Haas's opinion on them, uh, so that I could I could get that Hasso meter. My address uh, scoring. <laughs> hey man, like seriously, like we we do need to meet up sometime soon. Yeah, um, you know that that would definitely be nice. But obviously, this gotta, time I of year, I gotta bring you uh, some. Uh, I gotta bring you some Black Star Line cigars. Yeah, See man. Like uh, those. A, a couple of these uh, lines that you've been you've been trying out. Uh, you know, gotta you know gotta try a few of them. Okay. So that's, that's, I'm sure wherever no wherever we meet up, I'm sure we'll do a trade. Be, we'll do a trade. Yeah, trade or you know wherever we meet up, I'm sure they're probably going to be love be is in, in the stock. air everywhere you look around. There's actually love is um, in the air. There's a couple of spots like halfway between us. Uh, Rojo is out there by us, and, uh, and another spot. So we'll figure it out. Uh, Habana out in uh, by Homer Glen, right? H- Habana and Tinley Park is even closer than Homer Glen. To you or to me? To you, oh yeah. Well, that's my brother lives in Homer Glen, so like I, I'm more familiar with uh with oh, okay. that. Well, with then, that shop. you know, if, if you ever go into your brother's spot, you know, if you ever go into your brother's, just let me know. We'll we'll meet in Homer Glen. That's cool, all right. Because Homer Glen's closer to me too. Great podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about your brother. No, <laughs> so, the uh, as the listeners tune out, Big Haas, what uh, what do you got going on over there? Okay. I am all right. Well, okay. So we all know. Well, in the cigar smoking world, uh, Oliva is a really good brand. Would you agree, Brian? Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of Oliva. Uh, mm-hmm. I just didn't have any in the humidor at the. Oh no, it's cool. Moment. It's cool. Don't even trip. Um. So I am. I'll leave a little on, to my imagination and tell me about it. Uh, bum, Oliva, bum, I am smoking so on bad. the Oliva <laughs> Serie V Lancero. So. And and spell that for the listener who doesn't know. Is it A L I V A? O Oliva, like Olivia. Oh, okay. The I after the, before the A, so it's O L I V A. Okay. Siri V, Lancero. Lancero is Lance. Hey Lance, row right or Lance row. Lance Bass. Now, I must admit. I am not normally a thin cigar smoker, but this cigar was number six 
on the Cigar Aficionado Top 25 list for 2019. So, when I go to the cigar lounge or when I go to a smoke shop or something, you know, I might buy a couple, I'll buy a couple cigars that I know I like. And then I'll take a chance on one. I used to do the same thing back at when I used to buy cassettes. I would take go a to, chance on me. Yeah, I would I would buy, you know, a couple of a couple of artists I knew I liked, and then I would I would take a chance on one because I am I'm, I'm experimenting. Yeah, that, like that. that was back when you had the singles though, right? You'd the, buy the single. That's right. Yeah, that's with, right. With you the other song, single. The more obscure song on the back that you didn't yeah, know what it was. Yeah, the B side. Yeah, the B side. Mm-hmm. So, I was looking around for my take a chance, you know, cigar, and I happened to see this, and I said, I think this was on the, the CA top twenty five list. Let me look. So I whipped out my phone, picked it up, whipped it out, whipped it out. Pardon me while I whip this out. And sure <laughs> enough, it was there. And the great thing about this is this, and this is why I love cigars because, like I said, this is number six. On the top 25 list for a cigar aficionado, right? So you would think that it's pretty expensive. No. Eight bucks. Eight bucks for a cigar. And that's in the shop. So it's probably less than that, you know, like if you get it online or something, right? So I picked up five because you buy five, you get one free. So I picked up five. I smoked one right away, and now I'm smoking another one. And it's a pretty freaking good cigar. And one of my one of my cigar enthusiast friends said, if you ever want to know the true essence of any cigar, if they have a Lancero version, smoke it, and you'll you'll kind of it'll, it'll be you'll get the truest uh, effect from the cigar Fla- flavor profile. Right? Why, why is that? Because the 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 best leaf on the cigar is the wrapper, and mm-hmm. you have the, the the binder and the filler. Which I mean, the filler is exactly what it sounds like. It's you know, it's taken up. It's there to take up space. Uh, so the the fatter the cigar, the more filler that's going to be in it. Right. So you're going to get more of the true flavor profile that's meant to be in that cigar. Uh, in the the thinner the cigar, the more true to that flavor profile you're going to be. Right. Interesting. So suffice it to say, as I'm smoking on this cigar. I am getting a new appreciation for the thinner cigars. Okay. Now, a Lancero is seven inch, just like a just like a church. Most Churchills are seven inch, right? But the ring gauge is a lot smaller. It's 38. So it's it's almost it's a just a tiny, like a a, a little bit bigger than a uh, the 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 circumference or whatever of a uh, regular cigarette. Okay. Oh wow! So it's, it's seven inch by thirty eight. So it's thinner than even like a black and or about the same as maybe a black, a black uh, and mild. A, a little bit wider than a black and mild. A little, yeah, maybe a little wider than a black and mild. Okay. Okay. And uh, this is a quadruple puro. Ask me why is a quadruple puro? Uh, why? Why? Uh, uh, Big Hussein? Why is it a uh, uh, quadruple puro? Okay. See, because this is you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this Dutch. The factory location, so the, the, where they actually make the cigar, the filler, the binder, and the wrapper are all from your favorite place. Uh, would that be uh, Kuwait? No. Come on. Come on, Dutch. Go oh, it'd be, it, it would be Hammond, Indiana. No. No. Oh, Come on, Dutch. Come on, Dutch. 
What? You know oh, you want to uh, say it. It would be that uh, uh, Miralago. No, come on, Dutch. Oh, uh, what? Uh, it would be uh, Nicaragua. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. I love from, Nicaragua. I don't all... like Nicaragua. They're all rapists. How'd you how'd you know I grew up in Hammond? <laughs> no, did you? I did. Isn't everybody oh from uh, Indiana from Hammond or yeah. Gary? In yeah, some, pretty much. In some way or, or Indianapolis, yeah. And then they all spread right. out from there. They as, all go from there. As they sleep with their sisters and cousins. Uh, that's that's south of thirty, buddy. That's not <laughs> north of thirty. <laughs> <laughs> my sister is my brother. She's my mother's other lover. I'm my own grandpa. <laughs> Y'all remember that song? Oh yeah. Anyway, oh, Jesus. So this this cigar, you take a puff naked, you get a little earth. I'm not big on earth, but it's not a blast of. It's not like you know, just completely engulfing your tongue. Pause. Not a mouthful of dirt. It's not, no, it's not. So it's a little bit of you guys. You got some earth there, but almost immediately, it the prof it changes, and you get a little bit of uh, uh, it's some nuttiness there and some chocolate there. You know what I mean? And um, a little bit of spice, some type of spice. I'm not real good on, you know. Oh, it's you know, like I can tell cinnamon. And I can tell, like, pepper and stuff like that. But, like, when you get into, like, nutmeg and some other spices, people, you know, that, that some some uh, reviewers will talk about. Oh, we about. white people love nutmeg. nutmeg. I'm, not, I'm not good at that. Gunmetal. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, it tastes like some chocolate and some sort of nut. Pause. Give me some lemon pepper. And some sort of spice. Some chocolate you know? nut. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... I have it paired tonight with uh, Basil Hayden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon. If you had Basil Hayden's, I've got a bottle of it in my cabinet. I, I have I you got, cracked it yet? Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta revisit it because I don't know, man. It just doesn't seem to do it for me. The first couple really? times I drank it, yeah. Hmm. Now, when I take a puff after a sip of the Basil Hayden's. Of course, the the earthiness and the spice kind of blossoms a little bit more to me, you know. And I, I always I always say this as a disclaimer, you know, my my views and everything is strictly me. Everybody's different, so you'll experience a cigar differently, and that's part of the that's part of the allure of it, you know. Different people smoke the same cigar, and they they feel they feel they they experience it differently. So that's what's great. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that, you know, mm -hmm. what what you're drinking, what what you ate beforehand, you know. Yeah, what your, even even your mood could affect. Yeah, you know how how you experience that cigar, like is you know flavor profile. So right. that's that's the great thing about it. It's like you know because I I've smoked the same cigar at different times, even with the same drink, and it's still different to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you know this is how it is right now tonight. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, it gives off a nice smoke, so it's a thinner cigar. But it puts out a fair amount of smoke when you take a puff. You know what I mean? Um, the construction is really nice. It looks really good. The burn is really even. You know, and I've, I'm in here and I've got I've got the ceiling fan going and stuff. So you would think that it would get a little a little off center or a little bit angled, but it's not. A little angled. Yeah. Meaning that it looks the, the burn line looks diagonal on the cigar and it doesn't. It's still burning pretty straight. And um 
It holds ash pretty well for a thinner cigar, which speaks to the construction, I guess. Yeah, and that's you know? like when it comes to Lanceros, um, from from what I've heard, uh, people in the industry, Lanceros are the most difficult cigars to roll. So okay, um, like that's like if you, if you've got a, a consistent performing Lancero, like you know you've got a good factory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like uh, burn issues and draw issues out of Lanceros mm-hmm. are more common than most other cigars, just because you know they're they're long and thin, and yes. the bunching has to be perfect. Yes, so. I have heard that about Lanceros and the thinner cigars. That if you get one that's rolled even a little bit wrong, it's really one of the first things you'll notice is that the draw is really tight. Yeah, Lanceros, Lonsdales are going to be. You know, like it, like I said, if you if you've got a factory producing consistent quality, like that's a good factory to be getting yeah. your cigars from. Yeah. So this is really good, and I've got it also paired with, um, on the food side, I've got some uh, cheddar rice cakes that I'm eating with them, and uh, I don't notice much of a change when I when I eat some of the the cheddar chips. It's the cheddar rice because cakes it's in. crisp air. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to I'm trying to lose a little bit of this front porch I gained over the uh, holiday season. So and got, the rice, got the rice cakes, got the rice cakes. Denial's more than a river I, I, in I Egypt, they on, say. I put on a pair. I put on a pair of suit pants and damn near suffocated to death. So I had to do something. But, All right. So what do we got for a? Uh, are you are you prepared for a rating at this moment? I am because I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've only got about. Two and a half inches of this cigar left. Pause. Yeah, pause again. Pause again. That's right. So, eh, I I give it a four point one eight. It's not bad. You know, would I go out and buy gobs of them? Probably not. But these are these are, these. Are, you know what this? You know what this is great for? You mm-hmm. know how like I was saying, I had cigars that you know I would give give out and then I have ones that I hold back and only those are mine. This would be a great yes. quality cigar that you could, you know, let your friends smoke like when they come over because it's not that expensive. It's only eight bucks in the store. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you're giving out a 15, 16, $17 cigar. It's, it's eight bucks, but it's a really good cigar. So they'll, they'll appreciate it. And they don't, they don't know it's $8. You know what I mean? Hmm. And some yeah, that's a good point. Some people they 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 put so much value on the price of the cigar, right? Which I think is that's true a with everything. I think that's yes, this is true. You know because you know the Hyundai Genesis is a freaking phenomenal car, but some people because it's a Hyundai they're like no way. Same with you know like like jeans. Like I love Levi's. Yeah. Like Levi's five fourteens. By the way, are the best jeans in the whole world. You buy buy yourself a fucking. You know what is that seventh something seven, whatever that seven brand is, or uh, yeah. you know a pair of jeans that cost you one hundred seventy five bucks. Screw you! I'll take my fifty dollar pair of Levi's Never. five fourteen. See you, you, you doing it big at fifty? I got a pair of Levi's downstairs. I got from Walmart for fourteen ninety nine, and them motherfuckers are the bomb. I'm going to get some new colors. They're still Levi's. You know they're probably yeah. they're less. You know probably like with a cigar, it's less. You know thread count or. You know what I like about them though is that they got a little bit of uh, stretch material in them. Yeah, the stretch material is all the rage these days. Yeah, I'm not buying but anyway, it. Anyway, 
right? <laughs> as we get off of cigars. Yeah. Tangent no, again. Yeah, no no soundboard today. I'll get to actually I'm gonna tell you why there's no soundboard in a second. I got a rant okay. on that. But yeah, four point one eight. Okay. Great cigar, good cigar. Like if you're if you're a cigar enthusiast and you don't want to give out your really high end stuff, but you want to, you know, let your friends know that what a good cigar is supposed to be like. This is a great one for them because, like you say, you get a pure uh, flavor profile, and it's not that expensive, and it comes from a great brand. So it's a good one to give out for people that are might that might be beginners because it's not a super strong either. It's, it's more of a medium, so okay. it's not super strong either. And uh, so a beginner could smoke a nice cigar, maybe for their first, second, or third time. And it's not like you're breaking, you know, like you're giving away. Breaking the a, bank. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, listener, a double dip of the humidor. Uh, it's a double humidor action. Featuring Denny Bryan from. Yeah, Denny, Denny Bryan from, from the uh, Cigar <laughs> the Head cigar cast. Herf cast. Cigar right. cast. Yeah. Cigar. <laughs> cigar. Cigar cast. Cigar. Uh, the Cigar cast. Uh, available wherever you don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> All right, so uh, with that, I'll tell you what. Let's take a real quick break, and then we're going to come back. That's a good and, idea. And uh, we're going to talk about some political ongoings, uh, because there is a lot to talk about there. So um, we'll be right back. Hey, come back. From the underground. After my first few episodes, some of my newfound fans called me a lore master, which was an honor and so epically cool. But the thing is, I desire to be known as the lore master. So, this is the tale of the rise of an epic podcast that critics say is redefining a genre. The tale of a man who decided that his calling in life was to give a future to the past. The saga of Arjun, your lore master. Come dream with me as we go deep into our stories. If you think you've been taken to a battlefield before, I assure you, you're mistaken. So take a deep breath, let it out slowly, put some smoke in the air if you choose, and prepare to let your mind flow to my voice as we go deep. Welcome to Deep Into History, available everywhere. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. If you ever believed Captain America was on the U.S. Olympic soccer team. If you ever thought that the Winter Soldier was that brace yourselves guy on the internet. And if you ever wondered just what would a raccoon do with a machine gun. Then don't let another week pass you by without tuning into Mighty Marvel Geeks. Mighty Marvel Geeks is your show about all things Marvel. With news, rumors, commentary, and interviews. As well as our weekly recommendations on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day. Official consulting hours are between 8 and 5 every other Thursday. That's Mighty Marvel Geeks on WeebyGeeks.net, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Want to know what life is really like after the game's all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. 
This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Voice from the Underground, the podcast. This is Jason Dutch, along with Big Hussein and Brian from the Herfcast, a.k.a. Brian Denny, for today. Uh, so, listener, if you happen to like this silliness that we do every week, sometimes twice a week on Voice from the Underground, you can support the show. Uh, just go to www.patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash V-F-U podcast. You can support the show there. And again, we do give away one third of our uh, Patreon income to charitable causes. Uh, another thing you do if you like the show and you want to help us, you can follow us on Twitter at Dutch Jason. Um, Haas will give and Brian will give out their Twitters at the end of the show. Uh, but uh, at Dutch Jason on Twitter and or at VFU podcast on Instagram, you can follow us there. And the number one thing is if you're using an iPhone, do me a favor. Okay. iPhone users stop right now. Look, you know where your phone's at. Okay. You have an iPhone. You're listening to this podcast likely from your iPhone, likely from the iTunes Apple Podcast app. Now, here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick up your phone. You're going to touch on the podcast. You're going to click where it says all episodes, right? It's like in blue writing. You're going to scroll all the way to the bottom past all of the episodes. Uh, Right there, you're going to see where it says leave a review. Hit that five-star button, four-star. I don't fucking care. Any stars will do. Uh, Leave that rating for us. It does help us to get found especially when people search for political podcasts or pop culture podcasts, stuff like that. We do appreciate it. Uh, If you want to write a review, we will read it on the show. Uh, No comments on this week's show, um, but you can be on the next week's show if you leave a comment or if you want to, you can go leave a comment on our Facebook page. Just search on Facebook for Voice from the Underground. Hit like and uh, you will get all the the feeds there and there's some interactions on there that are somewhat... uh, interesting from time to time as well okay so getting back into uh the gist of things with brian and big hussein uh we play a game on this podcast we used to play a game on this podcast called hold your horses Uh, we don't play it a lot we play it once in a while now seeing as impeachment is being handed over to the senate and uh, impeachment is going to be going forward we obviously all know that this is the, you know, the Republicans and even Mitch McConnell have said they're not going to play around a lot. They're not they're not going to really pay too much attention. They w- may or may not let witnesses be called. We have a lot of jazz going on with Love Parnas over the last few days, who is a guy who's become famous overnight, um, <clears throat> excuse me, mostly for being friends with uh, we know he's friends with Devin Nunez. Um, so we're going to talk about impeachment for a second. But there was an interestingly silly uh, interview on Fox News uh, with Maria I think it's Bartiromo is her name, where she had Donald Jr. on. So we're going to replace the game Hold Your Horses. And for those of you who who don't know this, uh, when you – we're going to play the video. It's about uh, seven minutes long. And I probably won't play the whole thing. But when you hear something that you want to comment on, guys, normally you would say Hold Your Horses. But we're going to change the game to Pause, Granddad, because it sounds better and it's more in line (laughs) with what we do on this show, right? We say pause all the time. And guess what? I will hit pause. So we're going to play that right now. Uh, So when you hear something you want to comment on, just yell out pause, granddad, and then we can comment on what it is that this guy is talking about. So here we go. 
I think it's going to be a great team. I think you have people that have experience. We've seen that this has been a one-sided sham uh, from moment number one. So I, I guess a lot of it depends on, on what happens. From now, that one-sided sham comment. Right. We do know if you have the gift of, you know, research. We didn't get very far in. <laughs> I'm just 13 seconds in and we're pausing. Well, but that that's is, amazing. That is such a huge talking point when people want to right. rationalize the GOP senators saying, hey, guess what? We're going to partner with the White House and make sure that everything that we do is in line with what they want to do, blah, 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 when they are supposed right. to, in fact, be the impartial jurors in this process. Um, if you have the gift of research, you know that the White House and the House GOP were invited to participate in this process and they chose to decline. So when they say a one-sided sham, if you say, come play this game with me, and they say, well, we're not playing, guess what? Right. The game goes on. You know, it's not like you, we, in, in this situation, it's not like the game cannot be played without your participation. You know, you had, you had your chance to participate in the house side, but you chose not to. So yeah. now that Except you're on for busting the, down the, doors and the, saying, let us in on the conversation. Right. It's, and, it's, being and, and that was in some of those. And here's the thing is some of those people that were quote unquote, you know, symbolically banging on the door saying, let us, let us in. They were invited in. They were they were part of the invitation. They got an invitation too. And they chose not to in order to do this grandstanding thing. And they thought they were taking I, credibility away from it by because then they can go back and say, "Oh, it was just all the Democrats." Right, but here's a, once again, if you have the gift of using research techniques, you know, you know that they were invited to to participate. And, right. and 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 no one has and, and and when 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 that question is put to the GOP people that like to use that talking point, when you put that question, when that question has been directly put to them, they go about circumventing, deflecting, moving the goalposts, and not answering the question. Oh, deflection? Why? No, not the GOP. But I'm just saying. No, they would never deflect. You know, My gosh. You know, <laughs> just like the other day when Kellyanne Conway was on there trying not to answer the question put to her about Lev Parnas and, and Trump being known to each other. So yeah. and, that's and, why I, I pause that because I think it needs to be out there. And here's the thing is like, people say, well, don't engage with them. But you know what? You can't plead ignorance if somebody's saying, hey, guess what? Here is the information. And I'm not just saying it. Here is the actual information. You know, it's not just me saying things. And then when you say, well, show me the show me the, the paper trail. Show me the documentation. When I say something, or when a lot of people say something, they give you the documentation. Here it is, right here. You know? Yeah. It's not my feeling, it's the facts. They say show me your evidence, and then you pull out the evidence and they say that's not evidence. And that's the biggest yeah, problem yeah. that I have. That's with fake them. news. You right. you pulled up something from you know something that doesn't, been, something that's a conspiracy against my us. favorite is my favorite is factcheck.org and politifact they're all been proven to be light and liberal and biased over and over again yeah that's funny to me it, it's I, i'll get back in the video here but I, i'll just go ahead yeah step on that and say this the gop has done something uh, under trump that 
see when when he first became president, I said he was going to destroy the Republican Party, and I think I might still be right in in the long term. But in the short term, they've sta- they've saved off their execution by by playing the game and playing it well. And, and this is the game: if it's negative news, deny, deny, deny. Yeah, it's almost like my teenagers. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. It was someone else. They never ever admit that's not me. And even when you show the evidence, right? It's not. It it's it's a conspiracy. So even if something yeah. is documented to be true, it was a setup, or mm-hmm. it was you know it actually was the Democrats, you know, or the uh, you know George Soros or something like that. Yeah, playing some game. Yeah, I so, made a comment the other day on social media, and I said, right now, GOP party and. Jill and and specifically rabbit and i'm going to say rabbit because i think that the, there are those moderate type um trump supporters who aren't as radical and when you put information in front of them they do acknowledge it but those radical trump supporters and especially the gop they seem to me like the wife in denial that her husband is brazenly running around town with another woman Right like, or or beating them up. At, oh, but it's him. okay. He's not really doing yeah. it. I'm They've not really. seen him at everybody's seen him at Applebee's with Louise, you know. And your name is. Hey, we took it to Applebee's. Woo. You know, <laughs> he. I mean, he's he just that. out. He's just out. You know, he ain't hiding shit. He got them Southwest you know? egg rolls, baby. <laughs> and your girl call up and say, "Dude, Vincent is up here with Louise right now." No, no he ain't. No, yeah, I don't believe you. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I don't. No, believe it's you. they're just having. He, they're just having dinner, and and he's kissing her. No, 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 no. She must have, he must be giving her the frontal Heimlich. <laughs> she must be choking. <laughs> you know, she must be choking on something. He's using his tongue to pull it out. You oh. know what I mean? And, th- and that's how they seem like, like a battered woman that doesn't want to admit that she's being battered and won't leave. Right. All right. Well, here we go. Let's continue on uh, here. Sure. A lot of it depends on, on what happens from this point on, right? I, I would like to personally hear from everyone. You know, I'd like to hear from Hunter Biden. I'd like to hear from Joe Biden, because frankly, these are the reasons we're even having this conversation. All right, pause. Pause, granddad. Um, so we're, we're a whole 20 seconds in and we're at our second pause. But this is why I'm playing this, because this is absurd. This is Hunter. All right. I think that Hunter Biden having a job with the Ukrainian oil company is BS. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there right away. And now I've listened to this interview before, so I know what uh, what Trump Jr. is going to say next. But I think it's important that I say this up front. I believe that Hunter Biden or any political officials, uh, family member getting a job based on the fact that they are that person's family member because that organization wants the clout of having that family member and that connection to politics is a form of a quid pro quo. It's not a direct one. Um, and but do it is we, unethical. Do we know that for and sure? And it's not that's good. That's what happened there? I'm sorry, say again? Do we know for sure that that's what happened? That they, they, they put him on the board because, because they wanted he was, that. I mean, because he's Joe Biden's son. I, I would say that, that the odds that he would be, that he would be there if he wasn't would, would be low, would be very, very low. What kind of background does he have in the yeah, field? That's, None. That's the thing. Is like what's no his background? background? Exactly. Right. He has no okay. background in in, in oil. Now, petroleum. what was his role? I mean, I mean, his, he was an he advisor was on, the, on the board. He was an advisor. Getting paid fifty thousand something dollars a month. Okay, but in what capacity was he? <laughs> was he advising in something that he had acumen in? Because guess what? You know, if I'm if I'm a marketing company and I have a board of directors, 
and I need a tech, tech, a tech guy on the board to advise on technical things that's outside of my realm in marketing sometimes. You know uh, what he, I mean? He's, he's just really good in math. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, so was I, he was I he was he advising in some sort of I think you're grasping capacity? for straws here. If I'm it, just asking the question, I'm I'm more playing devil's advocate than anything. No, I understand. Like, what that, was his What was his What was his role? You know, just to say his, his role he had no seems, background in oil. Well, he may not know shit about oil, but he might know something about algorithms that could help the oil to whatever they're doing. Look, I'm that. sure that guys. I'm sure that the kid's a smart kid, and and I'm not saying that he doesn't bring anything to the table. What I'm saying is, why was he there in the first place? You know, you, you know of anyone else that, you know, you have that, that being in certain positions gives you privilege. And just because yes. you get that yes. privilege doesn't necessarily mean that it's good that you, there's always someone who's more qualified or could be, you know, have gotten that position, but didn't hold that, that privilege. 100% true. You know, 100% so it's, true. and, and that's I know not that just I, true I agree of with Republicans. You both that being Hunter, Hunt, being Joe Biden's son probably did help in a, in some way. With, with, without question. I'm going to, I'm going to continue. Help, that happens in the USA all the time. Look it happens the, in the USA the all the time. Scandal. Without, right. yeah, not a question and on both sides of the aisle. But here's the part where it irritates me. So I'm going to, unless somebody uh, pauses first, I know exactly where I'm going to pause again. Right now, would you rather see the Senate, uh, you know, file a motion to dismiss right away, which is what Lindsey Graham came on this program and said he's going to do mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago? Or do you want to hear from these people? If we're hearing from all of those witnesses that I want to sort of hear it, because I realize, you know, again, having watched this thing transpire over the last few years and the nonsense perpetuate itself, I definitely want to hear from the other side. If the Republicans and some of them, you know, the, the let's call it weaker Republicans, I sort of like the Rand Paul model. Make them vote on it. If some of those guys don't want to hear from the witnesses that we'd want to hear from, uh, but we'll hear from the others, I want to know about it because they don't deserve to be in office. So, All right, I'm pausing again there. Um, if someone disagrees with our opinion, that makes them weak. They're weak. Yeah, I, that's, that's that all or nothing mentality that is sometimes on both sides. Right. You know, I, but I, I hear it a lot more from the from the right side of things but i know that there is that element on the left side as well in certain points and on certain topics oh sure yeah, I, I think i think the all or nothing is uh definitely uh 100% both sides yeah without question i think that the the problem becomes is that people are so interwoven into their tribal connections like we've said a million times you know we use we lose followers all the time because we don't just tell you know we we're in the so-called resistance but that doesn't mean that we're going to agree with every single thing that the exactly. progressive party says exactly you know so people say all the time well how could you t- possibly take a stance against you know banning guns well because we don't believe it's right right you know un- well, i'm unfollowing some you guns, some guns and i and i and i i'm I, more than that is just Trying to do all you can to make sure those people that probably shouldn't have guns don't. Right, but that's not the point. The point is, is that there are people who don't care if you disagree with anything at all, even one yeah. percent of yeah. what they say. That then that's a problem. But the fact that you and this is exactly what Trump is saying here, Trump, Trump Jr. That if they don't agree with us one hundred percent, like you know that then right. we are that, then they're weak and they should be removed from office. They don't so, deserve to be in office. If you're right. not for me, you're against me. Because they they've defined what the new Republican Party is going to be, and I'm telling you, it's it's there's an issue here. And I also will say real quick about Hunter Biden, because uh, you know, it, it escaped me beforehand. 
He said that the reason we're here is because of Hunter Biden. No, the reason we're not here, we're not here because of Hunter Biden. We are here because you asked them to investigate Hunter Biden, not because Hunter Biden was there. So if you want to go back and say, well, uh, I, I beat up the guy because he was standing in my lawn. Okay. Well, right. and more the to the fact point, that he's standing in your lawn is one thing, but you just the, you punching him is for standing in your yeah. lawn is a little bit odd. That's and, and, probably and, and, a bad and, analogy, but still. And then more to the point is this: you're not you're not there because you got in, in you got asked to invite to investigate. You asked to investigate Hunter Biden. You're there because you you basically was like, hey, if you want this aid, you're going to announce these investigations. Period. Right. And, you know, that's what you're going to do. And and the Ukraine was even calling, saying, hey, where's what's up with the aid? We haven't received it yet. X, X Y, Z. So and then they release it right after the whistleblower complaint. Exactly. Right. We, it, Quite coincidentally. Yeah. The same within hours. I think it was six hours or something like that later. But so um, I hope. <laughs> all right. So we, we, we continue on. It, it really depends. We have to play the game the way the Democrats have played the game. We have to play f- hard, but fair. Hearing from everyone is totally fair. That's not what Hold we've on, seen pause. so far while the Democrats have controlled. Pause, granddad. Go ahead. So did did he just say that the Democrats were playing fair? <laughs> he said, I, I'm not sure that he said that they were playing fair. He no. said that we got to play it like they do, but play it fair. So, okay. Uh, I that would be an acknowledgement that I wouldn't think that 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 um, Trump Jr. is capable. Of. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's why that that's why I had to interject fair. there. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's capable of giving any credit to the other side. No way. But, <laughs> no way. But here we go. All the process uh, it has not been fair in any way, shape or form. We should have expected that Nancy Pelosi yeah, wanted the president out just from the State of the Union last year. Uh, oh, of course. She this has been their it. impeachment started. November 9th, 2016. Okay, that's what it's been going on. The Washington Post wrote the first the case for impeachment 20 minutes after the inauguration. Okay, I heard you pause to say the first time, but I wanted to let him finish that sentence because. Yeah. Now, he is correct. The Washington Post did, uh, you know, post an article right after inauguration saying the case for impeachment. That is actually a fact. Um, Yeah. There are people on the left who are looking for Trump to be impeached immediately. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have, but right. you know that's their opinion. But the um, it, it does give a little bit of credibility to that talking point that the right wing has right now, yeah. that they're just trying to unwind the, elect, uh, the election. I'm telling you, the left is their own worst enemy sometimes. But let's, let's hearken back to before Barack Obama was even ele- elected. Oh, sure. You know, what did what did Teeter Turtle say? I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, oh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Come oh, okay. on, man. I, I know Teeter, the know? Teeter part threw me off. Yeah. What did he say? The human turtle said he they called a meeting. We're going to fight each yeah. and everything tooth and nail. We're going to. Even stuff that even things that we were proponents of before. If right. He puts it forth. We're going to say no. We're going to say no to everything. Right. There's a there was a there was an interview and, and all this stuff is on YouTube. You can go back to um, probably the loudest voice on the right um, from a uh, conservative angle is Daily Wire. Right. The Ben, ben Shapiro, 
Yeah. Andrew Clavin, those guys. And Shapiro, I can somewhat stomach. Clavin, I think, is an absolute piece of shit. Um, Michael Knowles is on there, too. And he's pretty much a piece of garbage also. But if you go back and watch their election night coverage from 2016, okay? Because I've done that 2016 or 2008? From 2016. Their election night coverage from when Hillary was uh, going against Trump. And this was before the, you know, like... Let's say four o'clock Eastern time, right before any of the polls are closed. Okay, they so were just before... starting their show and talking, but it, it, they're assuming at that point that Trump's going to lose, like like right. everyone else did, right? And what they 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 were actually talking about. You can go on YouTube. I'll, I'll try to find the video and link it to the show notes. They said in there, hopefully, we'll keep the house because the odds, you know, that the time they had the house, and they said hopefully what we can do is just stonewall everything, and you know try to keep Merrick Garland from being confirmed and because they were at that point in time, you know, Merrick Garland was supposed to be confirmed before when, when Obama was in office. And then there was pretty much a, a going unconstitutional stonewalling of that. It, it, I don't know, not really unconstitutional, but totally unprecedented and wrong. Um, But the, they were saying right there, if Hillary's elected, we're going to have to do our best with, because we control the house to stop everything. And then guess what? The opposite happens. They get their way. And now they're crying. Oh, how dare they? The Democratic House. I mean, right. are you going to tell me that they wouldn't be having imp- talking about impeachment on the right at the exact same moment if Hillary right. was in office? Give me a freaking break. I guarantee oh, you they the Paul Ryan Congress. They would have gone on those emails hard and, and every, anything else they could think of. And, and the sad thing is the Paul Ryan Congress probably would have brought in articles of impeachment up against her for something. And Hillary is a corrupt bitch. So I, I have no love for Hillary. So they, she probably, they probably would have impeached her in the first two years. And they had the Senate. So it would have gone a lot further. Now, again, the left right. probably would have played the opposite role here. But um, anyway, so we'll continue on because he's going to say something really stupid in a minute. Okay, this has been an ongoing saga forever. The other thing I think Nancy's trying to do with the delay is prevent other people like Bernie from actually being on the campaign trail. Okay, Okay, that is a great point. I hit the wrong button there. Sorry, listener. But um, let it not be forgotten that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren will not be able to campaign during the Senate trial. And that is your number two and number three. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let it not be forgotten that Nancy Pelosi is, and I don't, I'm not sure if she's doing this or not, but there's a lot of narrative on the left that she is. Nancy Pelosi is an establishment Democrat. She wants Biden. So who is exhibiting signs of dementia as we speak? Uh, who? Oh, without question. Yeah, Joe Biden is. I, a year ago, is, I was. He is losing cards out of the deck. Oh yeah, as we speak. I, I was totally on his team a year ago, and I am totally off it now. I mean, and, and only because of the things that he said when he opens his mouth, you know, right. I, I don't hate him, but he's not the, he's not the strongest candidate. It's no. just simple. Um, but the point is that Pelosi would love to see him win the nominate him or Buttigieg or, or Yang or something like that. Definitely not Warren or, or, or Bernie. And Ugh. I don't think you can just dismiss the idea that no, you know that that she held this right uh, until now because this could have been sadly done and over with because we all know it's. But weren't not they last trying long. to establish some yeah. rules with, like draw some deal with the with the Senate Republicans 
as as far as what they were going to be doing though. There, she does. <clears throat> sorry, listener, a little cough today, but she did have. She does have some credible point for holding on to the articles in that she wants to you know find out what what witnesses are going to be called and the right of course has stonewalled on that of course um, but you can't just dismiss the fact that ideologically Nancy Pelosi is not close to Elizabeth Warren I feel you she is yeah. not close to Bernie Sanders and she is close to Biden I'm not saying she's doing it but if it came out she was remember what they did last time yeah, uh, it's like I'm not saying that she's doing it, but I understand that I understand where that mindset might come from. Brian, any you thoughts know? on anything so far? No, nah, I just think that uh, <laughs> I, I think you're correct with uh, stonewalling Bernie for sure. Um, yeah, for some reason the the Democratic Party just does not want him to get any ground. Mm. I, I you know something I. This is where I, you know, I wouldn't call myself a Democrat, but it's like, put the best candidate forward. Exactly. You know, put the best candidate forward, period. It's not about whose time it is, like in Hillary's case. She wasn't the best candidate. No. She ran a lazy campaign. She was a terrible she candidate. Be- she thought it was because because it was it was Donald that she, just, she could just show up. And you can't. Trump would have beaten no one else on earth. Right. They hated her. Everybody hated her. Yes. I mean, if if that had been Obama's second term, he would have destroyed Trump. Oh, 100 percent. You know, and Trump loves to say, oh, well, if I had ran, if I had ran in 2012, he would have lost badly, very badly. And he wouldn't have been president. He was the worst president ever. Now, we are critical of Obama all the time. Here, 100% true. But true, the point, true, true. The point becomes he would have got smashed. So yeah. Uh, I, 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 anyway, we continue on. Yeah, by the way, I love Sanders. that they collude against themselves in, in this right. way because the last right. time uh, they colluded to rig the Democrat primary, it worked out perfectly for us because we got Hillary, and that was a godsend. Well, it is. Did you hear what he just said there? Yeah, that was a godsend. Yeah, that, yep. He knows that they would yeah. not have beaten Bernie. There's no, no chance. Anyway, we keep going. It's pretty unbelievable. You mentioned Hunter Biden. When your president, when your father became president, you and your brother Eric Correct. running the Trump organization, you stopped doing international deals. We said really? we would not do any new international deals going forward. And that's, but that's hey, not a big true. part of why I'm Pause. right. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Now, here's what I want you to do. Let, let him finish this sentence because okay. he's going to say something really dumb. So involved in politics right now is because that's what I did. I did our international deals. Unlike Hunter Biden, we were actually international business people before daddy got into politics. Okay. Hunter Biden magically becomes an international business the second his father's pulling the purse strings. Okay. You fucking hypocrite. Do you think, <laughs> do you think, do you think, so he's saying, okay, I was doing international deals and Hunter Biden automatically or suddenly comes in because daddy uh was there okay you know what you're probably right eric or i'm sorry donald jr look in the fucking mirror do you right. think you'd be doing international deals for daddy's business if daddy didn't give you the job right give me a fucking break i mean this is as idiotic as people saying that kylie jenner is a self-made billionaire right give me right. a fucking break Go ahead, Haas. I know you were gonna rant. I'm I'm well, done just, with it. I'm just, done with this video, just, by the way. So it's 
it's it's just too absurd. Yeah, and and here's the thing: is like you want to say that, but basically, your father gave you your job. So if 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 uh, if if Joe had international business, had an international business, and gave Hunter his job within the Biden organization. Right. Then it would be exactly the same. So it's like a such a false equivalence and such a hypocritical um especially from a tr- president who's tr- who's tweeting out that Ivanka's businesses should be picked up by more stores. Right. And Kellyanne Conway's on 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 Fox News and Pitching other places trying to pitch her shit. Yeah. You know, and and then all of a sudden magically all of these all of these trips and everything that they're taking have to go to Trump hotels and resorts and things he even had to he had to remove um the his one of his one of his resorts from the g7 thing because it was just so blatant at that point yeah you know well, what don't i mean worry, mr trump we're going to stay at your hotel you'd be very nice to us right oh god so it's it it's just it's mind-numbing to me that you have again i don't think let, let's put it this way in a few years which one's older, Sasha or Malia? Sasha, right? I think Sasha is. Okay. So, you know, she smokes a doobie, and it's a huge yeah. news story. Um, yeah. Michelle but, wears a sleeveless dress. Yeah. It's, Obama wears a tan suit, and it's World War Three. Exactly. But in a couple years, if she already has it, if she's not interviewing, she's got to be getting close to be done with college. Yeah. Someone's going to give her a job. Are you? I, I cannot wait to see them destroy this poor chick because she's not in the spotlight no you know but do you think and and not to say hunter biden wasn't but he was certainly you know now if sasha gets a job as an executive on a petroleum company in ukraine i might say something but if she gets a job you know on the nyse or for um you know ibm or for apple or something like that of course the fact that she is the 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 former first daughter is going to come into play. Right. It can't right. not. But so, so this is a question I have for you guys. When you, what, what are, what, what should we be critical of when she gets a job? You know what I mean? Well, the, the, the only thing is, is, is she qualified for it? You know, if she majored in, you know, international business, you know, and she gets a, a job in international business, you know, was she a C student or was she an A student? Well, she could be get a C and George Bush was president. Well, well, yeah, well, <laughs> well you know, I mean, as far as the complexion for the protection right there. As far as grades are concerned, uh, you know, what do they call a doctor that finishes bottom of his class? Doctor. Exactly. Gra- you know? Grades don't matter if you've got the. Well, it, I'm just saying it would matter in her case because they're going to they're going to. Hey, pull I on can that tell string. you C's get degrees. <laughs> C's get degrees, man. <laughs> but seriously, though, like what? Let's say that she, I mean, now if she had majored in dance and she, right. which I, I don't even know what she's majoring, but she, if she majored in dance and, I mean, you can go back with, and, and this is where things get slippery. And this is why I think equal access to education is important. Of right. course, when she, when her or Chelsea Clinton or the Trump kids or when Baron Trump go gets, gets a job somewhere or Tiffany Trump or Jimmy Carter's kids or anybody, uh, especially a president, but even a senator you know, gets a, gets a job, um, you have to assume 
even if your like dad was a like a professional athlete, like Jordan's kids, right? You think right. Jordan's kids are not high? You know that that didn't come into play. Of course it does. But like, where where do we start with the criticism? And I know you started it by saying, you know, if they're let, let's say that Sasha majored in dance and then gets a job as a CEO for Yahoo. You know, even though Yahoo's owned by Verizon now, but st- you get the point. Right. You know, then then we have to look at things. But I mean, they obviously are still people, and they have they have a right to work. Right. You, know, you can make an argument that you know maybe they that that they shouldn't, <laughs> or perhaps there are some people who say, well, yeah, they shouldn't be able to get get those jobs because their their family already has enough money. I don't know if I agree with that, but no, because they have their right to earn their own money. Yeah, exactly. But you, but then you end up with with families that, you know, you don't end up getting the opportunity for people who don't have that, who weren't lucky right. enough to be. And that's a that whole parent. rabbit hole in itself. Yeah. When talk about there's equal distribution of talent, but there's not always equal distribution of opportunity. Exactly. So. I mean, if, if Brian, if your son is someday interviewing for the same job as Baron Trump, because they're somewhat close to the same age, probably like, what, seven or eight years apart. So let's just say that in 30 years, they're interviewing for the same job. Are you and and you find out that your son is going against Baron Trump? Are you going to hold your breath? No, I'm going to tell him to go wait in line at the fucking unemployment office. <laughs> you know, I hope you apply some someplace else because yeah, exactly. guess what? You know, you know, I hope you weren't I hope you weren't hitching your wagon to this job because it's Baron Trump or right. it's it's Sasha uh, Sasha Obama. Right, exactly. You know? Your our kids all, are the same de- age as his all, kids. All dependent, all dependent upon. You know who's hiring and who and who they might have voted for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. there's plenty of places that Hobby Lobby Sasha will not Obama be hiring. Might apply to yeah. she won't get it. Hobby you Lobby or Chick Fil A will not be hiring Sasha or Malia. Exactly, exactly. Right. That's true. And 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 you know that's a whole that's a whole nother rabbit hole itself. And so, and that's also not fair. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but this is this is the problems with capitalism, people. I mean, I'm not an anti-capitalist, but we have to address no. the fact that there are issues with it. Yes. Um, so we, we got to get going. We're at we're at an hour forty, but I do want to ask Brian a question. Um, seeing as you're from Indiana, give us some Mike Pence background. I mean, was he a popular governor? You know, was he unpopular? Did he do anything good? Or I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I have no idea. Like, what are your thoughts as an Indiana resident? And like, I don't know where you stand politically. I know you don't care for Trump so much, but give us a little background on Pence and like, you know. What what's happened in Indiana under his under his rule? Well, I know, like you you know my my area here. Uh, it's more Chicago ish. Yeah, I I get all Chicago media. Okay. <gasps> Excuse me. I, I get all Chicago media, um, and I I honestly couldn't tell you much about the uh, the the state politics in Indiana. I know that Pence was. Technically, he was liked by most of the state uh, because most of Indiana is red. I, right. I I happen to live in one of the very few blue counties in Indiana. So, I mean, I, I'm kind of at a double negative there. I've got all the Chicago airwaves, and I live in a blue county. So, uh, Was it safer to say that Rahm Emanuel was a bigger influence on where you live than Mike Pence? For sure. That's sad because Rahm Emanuel's a dipshit. I I know, I know. <laughs> that's or, I, you know as far as far as uh, Emmanuel goes, like that's uh, 
I, I used to work for Whole Foods, and our, our distribution center was in Munster, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Munster! And they had uh, they had the choice Ooh. between they had the choice between Hobart, Indiana, and Pullman District, South Chicago, for the new distribution center. And somehow, uh, you know, Rom convinced Whole Foods to bring the company into Illinois. Companies leaving Indiana to go to Illinois is just fucking absurd. Yeah, because of the taxes. Yeah, the taxes the are are the they're it's just brutal. Um. But yeah, that's uh, un- unfortunately I know more about Chicago than I know about the state of Indiana. But generally, and, and it that seems is like he, that is one hundred percent. Sorry that that that's one hundred percent my fault because I should be more involved in my local politics. But I, you know, I've got no excuse. Uh, I, I could sit here and tell you that I don't have the time to research everything. Uh, but you know, like I said earlier with TV shows, like I don't watch that much TV. Um, so I, I'm not that influenced by the Chicago airwaves, but at the same time, like I, I don't look into the local politics as much as I should. Well, I think everybody's pays more attention to the national politics than the local politics. And that's, which is a mistake. Yeah, it is. It is. is. But I think every American is just guilty, but it's, it's weird because I remember in 2015, 2016, that there was and I was naive thinking this, right? Because I've always been political. But um, like I said, I used to be a conservative. But the I remember in 2016, there was a presidential debate, Hillary and Trump, the Borg Queen versus the Sith Lord. And <laughs> they, the um, that's exactly what it was, by the way. Um, Palpatine versus the Borg Queen. But the it was on a Monday night. And I remember thinking, boy, they're going to get shitty fucking ratings up against it. There was a Monday night game on and it was a good matchup. <laughs> it was like Arizona versus and this is when Arizona was, you know, they had a pretty good year in 2016. Um, I think they were coming off their Super Bowl year, possibly. I, I don't recall, but I remember it was a really good matchup and I was interested in seeing the game and I was traveling and um, I, I was in an airport. I don't remember which city I was in, but you could see the game is on, right? And people in the airport at the bars are, are sitting there congregating, watching the game. And then there's the, the debate on. You know, Obama, the crowd, you know, the Trump loves to talk about the crowd size. I will give you this. The crowd size paying attention to the debates, the, the, to the debate, was vastly more than what people were paying attention to the, to the game. And it's because people just have become enamored especially since 2016 with the with the political landscape you know in chicago it took a hiatus in october because the cubs happened to win the world series that year you know so every, nobody was really paying attention there but you know it, probably the same in cleveland for for that month but outside of that you know outside of the cubs because that was a massive story it was just ridiculous you know and it's like i so I understand that people get um, turned away by that, but uh, I don't know. You have here. Okay. You know what? Here, let me end the podcast on this. Um, I just want to rant on something and you guys can feel free to jump in on this as you, as you wish. Uh, as if you guys have noticed, there's been no soundboard today. Right. Um, and, and here's the reason. So my kids, my, my youngest daughter is in trouble and we took her phone away. She lost mm-hmm. her phone for the rest of the month. My oldest daughter 
broke her phone. So she, neither of my kids have a phone at this exact second, which is interesting. I have a tablet. On my tablet is all of my podcast. Uh, and I was able to play videos from it, but I have this, this soundboard on there called Boss Jack. And I use it for all my little sound clips that I just touch, right? And it's wired in through my through my mixer. And I let them use my tablet. I get my tablet back 20 minutes before the podcast. Not only is the battery at 1%, but my Boss Jock app was deleted from the tablet. Wow, because they Because no. I let them use my tablet so that they could you know, get on their Snapchat. Because God forbid you have one hour away from Snapchat. Your life might possibly end. Um, so my boss shock is completely deleted. Uh, the battery, like I said, is low, and they changed my fucking passcode. Oh, nice! Wow, that's ballsy. That that's, I mean, per- that, that's a lot of balls for two daughters. It, I was pissed, so I started getting upset. They're like, "Dude, why are you so upset?" Because I podcast in twenty five minutes, and I have zero sound clips now, and it's going to take me three four hours to redo it. For a couple minutes here, I want to ask this. And Brian, I know your kids are younger. Of course. But yeah, it's what the fuck is it with this connection? Like, I know that when I punish my kids, the best punishment is to take their phone away because it's so important to them. And I don't like they is Snapchat that big of a fucking deal. I mean, love Snapchat. I like Snapchat. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed at my kids right now. But like, Haas, what what is the best way to punish your kids when they like take what away is, their shit? Is it still the phone? Is that the only thing? Take away the yes, take away the phone. Like my son, my son Camden is big into Legos, uh-huh. so he has a Lego table in his room. And right how old now is he again? He's twelve. Okay, so right now there's a sheet over his Lego table. He can't play with his Lego table right now. And when he comes here, he has to give me his phone. And I took his remote for his TV. So what you're you know? saying is he's not coming there for a while. Oh, he's he better. <laughs> he has to come. He has to come. Order. He comes here and he has. I, I gave him a book to read. Um. Okay. Now hold African, on. Hold on. What African American history? What what book did so you give him to read? I gave him. Um. It's called. Um. It's called African American history. Um. A dissection or something like that. And it's, it's geared towards kids because it has a lot of pictures and stuff in it, but it, it, it breaks down and talks about the history before colonization. So you get a lot of that history. I thought you were going to say before Colin Powell. No, before colonization. (laughs) So before Asian imperialism, before British colony, because a lot of people think that the British were the first to come and, and colonize and, and, and do all of that stuff and start raping the country of Africa. I mean, the continent of Africa. But Asian imperialism actually predates uh, British colonialism. Um, so what we're doing, what I'm doing is I'm seeking to let him see the history of, of the great civilizations, the architecture, philosophy, and, and, and knowing that the Greeks came and learned from the Egyptians and things like that before... Yeah, but the Egyptians started. weren't black. Yeah, okay. She's <laughs> where that fight about this again. <laughs> Moving on. So, <laughs> I, the book is about I'm that. I'm totally it, off script right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, knowing not, the soundboard. I'm, I'm not even going down that road with you because. Habitually. He's a habitual you know, line stepper. <laughs> I happen to be, I'm, I'm reading a book called The Destruction of African Civilization. And it talks about, it talks about 
that as well, how the whitification of Egyptians. So it's talking about that as well. And this dude that I'm the book that I'm reading, this guy spent 16 years researching this. And it's it's fucking amazing. It's an amazing book. But anyway, so he's reading that book. He has to report to me after every chapter what he's learned. He don't like it, but he'll he'll learn to like it because he'll have some information that won't be taught in schools. And you know, oh so come on, they teach that in all the public schools, right? They they'll they'll talk about they'll talk about Martin Luther King. They might talk about. Um, it is Martin Luther King Day on uh, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. They they'll talk about they'll talk about Rosa Parks, they'll talk maybe about Lewis Latimer, but I doubt it. They'll talk maybe about Benjamin Banneker, Banneker but I doubt it. Um, couple paragraphs so, on Harriet Tubman. Definitely going to get a little bit of Harriet Tubman, but they won't talk about Nat Turner. Um, they won't talk about Malcolm X. You know, they won't talk about anybody who was like, you know, you touch me, you're going to draw back a nub. Un- not honorable talk to mention <laughs> Frederick Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass, you'll get a little bit of Frederick Douglass as well, but you're not going to get a lot of you know. And when there's they talk a lot about of Martin interesting Lu- history on Frederick Douglass, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But when they talk about uh, Martin Luther King, they'll cherry pick his his quotes. And they won't talk about his pro gun quotes. They won't talk about his economic empowerment stuff. They'll they'll talk about all the things that, you know, are you know, turn the other cheek. So real quick on I, that, I, I and know. I hate to change the subject, but the I, but no, I you did don't. Forget. Yeah, I do. It's <laughs> no, I don't. You're right. Uh, but it is it is um, King Day tomorrow. So just take a second, actually. Uh, what is the underlying? theme that you think people should take from because we all know that he's been quote-unquote whitewashed a little bit and like he's the one who they wanted to give they felt him safe enough that doesn't undermine his achievements no not at all but like what is it that you think people should take away from from martin luther king day i think that people should take away the how smart he was in, in, in many ways as far as you know, pretty much putting his putting people in harm's way so that the world could see it. You know, and and people in our nation could see it because, guess what? Until the unoppressed are as outraged as the oppressed, there will be no change. You know what I'm saying? Right, and he was so instrumental he was, in getting yes a lot of the the riots and stuff broadcast in the north. Yes, yes, and and I think that. You have to take that away from it. You have to, you know, and I, I think also what you got to do is you got to definitely um, do some, uh, take the opportunity to dig deeper. You know what I'm saying? Read read the whole letter from a Birmingham jail. You know, people don't take, they'll, they'll take a couple of quotes from it, but they don't read the whole thing. And you need to read that whole, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak to it because I want, I want people out there to read it. And digest it for themselves, and they'll they'll see a little bit something a little bit different. Look up look up on YouTube the MLK um, his his thoughts on on guns and 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 having a gun and his right to have a gun for protecting himself and his home. Because a lot of people would say Martin Luther King wouldn't want you to have a gun. Well, that's a lie. Because guess what? He was definitely pro having having a having a you know defense arms, yeah, and things like that. So you know, I think that. When you when it comes to Martin Luther King Day, for a lot of people, I would say go and dig deeper than what you're told. 
All right. Well, Brian, the rest of the show is yours. Uh, if there's anything you want to talk about or if there's anything we didn't bring up that you want to get to, and I'm going to let you even sign us off today because, you know, you, you've uh, you've certainly earned the right, my friend. So the, the, well, the microphone is yours. Well, first, I, I, I definitely want to get Haas's opinion. Um, I Lately... I've uh, I've I've found a little show uh, called The Boondocks. <laughs> yes, and I, I've yeah, been I've been breezing through it. I just started the third season, and you know, speaking of Martin Luther King Day, uh, I I want your opinion on the Martin Luther King episode of The Boondocks. Oh, it was so good! It was so good! It was so good! And 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 you know something. And this is why I love the boondocks, because they get on black people as well. You know what I mean? And I, in that episode, you know, he really dressed down, you know, quote unquote, you know, many in the black or well, some in the black community. You know what I mean? And 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 was outraged at what he saw. You know what I mean? So I love that episode because I love the speech that he made at the end. Yes. Um you know, and it really spoke to a lot of things. It really spoke to a lot of things that are said at a lot of um, in a lot of black homes. You know what I'm saying? Where we're we're talking about those people that give a bad name. You know what I mean? Because unfortunately, the acts of of black individuals are seen as indicative of the whole, whereas the bad acts of other cultures, you know, it gets individualized. So, and I was just, I was just having this conversation with Camden the other day, my oldest son. I was saying, look, dude, because one of the reasons he's in trouble is because at school. And I said, you got to understand, I know you're only 12, but you have to understand that for some people, you know, they believe in those negative stereotypes. And if, if they think that you are a person who embodies those stereotypes, it just serves as validations and they, they push that onto the whole. So what you need to do is work to your capabilities and not be seen as that because you have a responsibility greater than, than, than you might think. You know what I mean? So that was a, it's a whole conversation. Now, I don't know if a whole lot of people have that conversation with their kids, but you know, as far as on that, what, what you do as an individual, as a young black man, you know, it becomes, it becomes a, that's how they are. See, I told you, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's the, the, the MLK episode of, yes. of the boondocks. I, I really loved the way that they handled it. Yes. The, the way they went about the whole, what if situation? Like, you mm -hmm. know, what, what if he was in a coma for 30 years and he came out right. and you know, this is, this is what he's seen. I think it was handled so well, uh, just like I think the whole show Yes. is handled so well. And I'll tell you what, like there's there's a lot of times that I feel so fucking guilty at laughing at it. <laughs> because you know, like you said, I, I kinda I kinda feel like, you know, they're they're giving you know the the average American, the the uh the 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 average white guy or white person the the inside look of the black family. Yes. And you know, you're 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 so right they 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 dig on the white people, but they also dig yes. on the blacks, and it's just such a such a well balanced and hilarious, well done, thoughtful, mm -hmm. uh, 
smart show that it's I, I don't know I I've fallen in love like I said I, I've I've yeah I there's there's so many episodes where like you need to see uh what do they call it I forget the ep- it's the episode where Huey and Riley are with the Onceslers and the Onceler kids. And they rob a the liquor uh, store, or not the liquor store, yes. the convenience mart. The convenience store, yes. Put down your weapon. I don't have a weapon. Put down yes. the gun. And they're looking at yeah. they're looking at the cop like he doesn't have <laughs> yes. a gun. Yes, he does. Well, all right, all right maybe maybe he does the have a gun. Evidence is not evidence of absence. Yeah. Oh God, that yes. line is so fucking great. But but you know we my friends and I we broke that episode down. We were like because he was like you know I know you. Your father helped me build this store. Yeah. And it was, it was all about freaking, you know, Saddam Hussein and all that shit because we put Saddam Hussein in power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just such a great, you're sitting there and you're laughing, but then when you sit back and you think about it, you're like, oh, these dudes are talking about this whole yeah. weapons of mass destruction thing. Like, oh shit. Yes. This shit just so got good. real. It is such a good, good show. All such right. a great Sorry. show before Aaron Magruder left. Sorry I sidelined it a little bit. But, uh, oh no, it was fine. I, I mean, I, I actually, can talk about the boondocks. I actually have a question day. for you, Brian, based on what you guys were just talking about. As as a white guy, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. We have. I, I want your opinion on something, or I want your thoughts on something, not your opinion. But and, and this happened to me this morning. Um, I've been doing some online meeting of of, of women, and I had a girl uh, very very attractive girl who I was talking about meeting and she, we, we talked on the phone um, and she made a comment to me uh, about the neighborhood she lived in and out of the blue didn't even, uh, I had no idea how this even came up, but she said, you know, there's certain communities that she's like, I'm sorry if I sound racist, but I just, the black, the black community she started talking about black people and how they're always committing crimes and like, doesn't want to have any part of anything to do with that community. And she's not a white girl. She's like Latino and I think she said Armenian or something. Um, and I I took some time to try to tell her that, you know, I don't really necessarily agree with that. Um, and I was, I was trying to be unevasive or, or not unevasive, but I was trying to um, I didn't want to evade it, but I also didn't want to be super hard on her. You know, because I, I, yelling at someone and telling them they're an tell them they're an asshole is not the way to, to engage a conversation. Right, but you're not going to have a conversation. Then. And, and just side note here, uh, I've decided that um, she's so out there and doesn't know it that I'm probably just going to go out there, bang her a couple times, and tell her uh, I'm not, I don't want to date a racist, and that'll be my revenge on her for idiotic. Behavior. Wow, but, of course. Um, wow. Yes. So that that might be what I do. Wow. But, um, you sound like you sound like the white guys at the store in Jungle Fever. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I, I may very well. Like, sound I can't just believe like you walking around with her. Yeah, I bang her a few times, but uh, I wouldn't walk around with her. But I wouldn't the op- date her. But for the opposite <laughs> reason, though, I'm not going to date someone who has the, these idiotic worldviews, unless maybe she changes them. Um, you know, people can change. But People the question that I have based on that, that, that I had this conversation today, is as a white guy, I find myself in situations where people use racist words, um, you know, assuming that you, this has, tell me if, if this has happened to you, they assume that it's a safe environment. Yep. You know, and 
what do you do when that happens? How do you call engage it, Brian? I call him out. I'm talking to Brian. Like, God damn it, Haas. The I'm white sorry. people are talking here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to interject here. Yeah. What I do, especially in the gun groups I'm in. But you I'm will never have groups. this conversation. Yeah, I'm in some gun groups, and they just think that it's a conservative, you know, racist playground. And I just call them out. It's so much fun. But anyway, that, Brian, that, go ahead. That may be true, but the white people are talking here, Haas. So, no. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry to speak out of turn. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, sir, but you're going to have to go to the back of the bus here. Yeah. But no, seriously, like, has this happened to you? It has to have happened. And when it does, like, how do you handle it differently now than maybe you did when you were younger? Oh, that's tough, man. Or maybe um, it doesn't happen to you. No, I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely happened. Uh, I, I generally, I'm a pretty non-confrontational person, um, and at first, I, I will just exclude myself, try to re- remove myself from the situation. If I can't do that and it continues, then, you know, I, I will try to, uh, it, as as much information that I have, uh, as, as much of my opinion that I have, I will try to educate and, you know, for the most part, you're not going to change anybody's mind, but you could still try. Um, you know, if, if it's, if it's bad enough for me to say something, then, you know, look like, look, you're, you're, you're just being ignorant. Like, I mean, come on. Um, obviously it depends on the conversation, you know, if he's, if, if somebody's sitting there saying, oh, well, you know, um, all black people are abusing the system and this and that, like, well, I'll I'll tell you what, man, I, I've worked with, no one's uh, ever said that. Yeah. No, never, (laughs) never. Um, I'll I'll tell you what, man, some, some of the best coworkers I've ever had are, are a lot darker than I am. Um, (laughs) you know, that's, I, you know, you, you see it on, on both sides. You got, lazy motherfuckers in in white black brown yellow like whatever skin color you choose and you've got some of the hardest workers in all in all various variations of colors as well um you know i i i don't i don't see a uh all across the board situation in in any group so i i don't know when it when it comes to those situations like i said i I try to mind my own business, but if it gets to that point, then, you know, if, if something's got to be said, something's got to be said. Yeah. And I think that I think that it's important to say something because sometimes what happens, even with the small things, um, if you don't say anything, then people feel like they, they have leeway to escalate. You know what I mean? And I think that sometimes if we can, if especially if we can have our um, non-minority allies you know nip that stuff in the bud you know even the small stuff because when somebody says something small and nothing gets said then three weeks later they're like well i said that so i can go ahead and say this and then then it becomes something i think that if we if we if if we have our non-minority um allies out there saying hey come on man you know don't be like that or just letting them know that it's not you're not gonna pre- you're not gonna like let that stuff fly. You know, something I think that it goes a long way. Something that I mean really really affected uh the way I think, I guess. Um, you know, to to a point was I 
uh, one of my episodes, I, I talked to Daryl, well, two episodes now I talked to Daryl Davis, but in one of our conversations, um, I was talking to Daryl Davis and asking him about what it's like to go to a, a Klan rally as a black yeah. man. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, he told me about it and he's like, you know what, I'll, I'll take you to one one of these days if you want. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I really don't think I could. And then mid-sentence, I was just like, wait, if this guy could go, right? what's my excuse to, you know, if, if I'm going for, you know, quote unquote, educational purposes and just to observe, obviously that's not where I stand uh, with, with the group. Yeah. Um, but, but in Indiana, in the all you got to do is walk across the street, right? Exactly. But Oh, yeah. There's definitely some place <laughs> in Indiana that. You know, it's funny because like I was, I was at a, um, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I was, I stopped at the side of the road because there was a guy selling Trump t-shirts. So I wanted to talk to the guy. Right. And I was just trying right. to engage him in conversation. It's like, why the fanfare? Like, you know, why are Trump, why, why do you have, feel the need to advertise this on your chest? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. And I was sitting there thinking like people are driving by yelling, fuck Trump and stuff like that. And like, I, I obviously I don't agree with that, but I almost thought to myself, God, I hope somebody doesn't shoot up the corner <laughs> thinking I'm Trump's. Oh supporter. man, and then, you know? then you're just as bad as as somebody that would do it if you had HRC or Elizabeth Warren t-shirts they were oh, selling. That that or even you know driving a driving a truck through the rally. Oh you know? yeah, right. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> right, exactly. But All no, right, well, as far as far as uh, from from younger me to now, right? Um, yeah, that's. Uh, not a whole different world, but uh, you know, I I I could say I've definitely grown up quite a bit, as well, you should, <laughs> as as I think everybody right. should. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, yeah. and, and and what's funny about that is, um, you know, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but like they went back and found some some tweets that uh, Patrick Mahomes has sent in. in you know, some sort of uh, support or defense of George Zimmerman back in the day. And uh, people were like, oh, oh, oh. And I was just like, he was 17. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he was, I mean, I, I, I'm so glad there was no social media when I was 17 years old. Oh, so am I. Because I would oh my not want to be, be held accountable for some of the crazy things that I thought or said or did at that age. Yeah. You know? You're 17. You don't know your asshole from your elbows at that age. Yeah, you know? sure. I you know? do now. Now, if he, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I kind of know. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, if he if he still has the same mindset, then then yeah, we take okay. This is a pattern. But you know, you're 17. You're 17. You barely know how to tie your shoes. So how do? What do you think? Colin Kaepernick's state of mind was when he was 15, 16, 17 years old compared to now. I think that um I don't I don't think he was I don't I, I would you know and I don't know this of course. Um but I I know that he was always very socially active throughout his tenure in San Francisco and a lot of people think that he just became social socially active when he started kneeling or sitting well first he was sitting. But um he was actually very socially and community active um, before that, um, so I would not I would not think that he was in that space at 15, 16, 17 years old mentally. 
because very few people are. You know what I mean? I think that he probably had a, a whole lot, a whole different view about a lot of different things. Exactly. You that's know what that, I'm saying? That's exactly my point. So, you know, you, you live and you learn. I mean, I was not, I mean, people talk about, you know, they, they bring up Clinton's um, stuff, you know, when he was, I'm like, dude, that was 92. I was 20. I was, I didn't, I don't even think I voted. You know, I was not politically active. I was not concerned with it. You know what I'm saying? But now, knowing how things, how these things affect us in our day to day lives, especially the state, local, state and local elections and things like that, when we're talking about our senators, our congressmen, you know, aldermen, mayors, and stuff like that, there's a whole different, a whole different level of concern now than before. So when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, even 20, you're not thinking about that type of stuff usually. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that I think that today's 20-year-olds are a lot more aware than yeah. we are, we were. You know what I'm saying? Because of social but media. It, it has its of social it ha- media. It has its and, ups and, and downs. Like yes. Yeah. But so anyway, so listeners, um if you are into this show, I I I'm just about done with my second cigar and my second batch of drink, but my second batch of drink <laughs> was a uh, it was a bottle of Blanton's. I finished off the bottle, Ooh, and high I, society. I I poured that <laughs> into my voice from the underground coffee mug because uh, oh, nice, nice, I thought nice. we were going to be on video tonight, but we're not. I, I wanted to show off to the guys and show my support, <laughs> but uh, screw them. Yeah, um, screw us. Yeah, but uh, if you think that they're doing a good job and you would like one of those coffee mugs. I'm not wearing my T-shirt tonight uh, that that I wore it the other day, but uh, <laughs> if if you want your T-shirt and you want your coffee mug, then um, go give these guys a little bit of support on their Patreon. Go to Patreon, search for the VFU, the Voice from the Underground podcast, and donate some money. Uh, in turn, you're going to be donating every third month to a charitable organization. So um, check out my show, The Herfcast. If you think it would interest you, it's a long form conversation mixed in with uh, some cigars and booze, uh, theherfcast.com. Just search for the Herfcast and you'll find all the social medias and, and whatnot. Spell uh, that for everybody. If, if you'd like, uh, it's H E R F C A S T. So theherfcast.com. Uh, you could email me at brian at theherfcast.com. Um, Big Mike. If you're listening, I sent you an email. I, I would definitely like to get a hold of you. Uh, Big Mike, uh, leaving the Aryan Nation. He was great. Yeah. Aryan Brotherhood. Uh, I definitely want to talk to you on my show. I'll send you a couple of cigars, and um, you know we could have a good conversation. I would very much appreciate that. So, Big Mike, if you're listening, definitely check your emails. Brian and he at has, the Herfcast. by the way, gotten some negative backlash for coming on our show and fuck the people who have been really, yeah. really like yeah. what, what, what kind of negative backlash Dude, I, for I, real? That, that, well, he told me one was a, a family member who just thought he shouldn't put his life out there. That's totally fine. Right. That, that well, person's, that's, that's, that person's that's, trying to protect him. That that's fine, yeah. but he's not putting his life out there because he's, well, no one he's knows going. Real yeah, name. he's going. He's going by an alias, right? But um, but you know, I, I give the guy all the credit in the world. So you do know, I. He's not completely uh, deprogrammed. I don't think. Like he he mentioned, he probably never will. <laughs> right. You know. But that's but, that, uh, that's the thing. That's that's why I want to talk to him on my show 
uh, because as 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 great of a show that you guys did, like I just want to go more in depth. I want I want more of the story. I I just I want to know more about that person and what he's been through, what he's gone through, and how he's grown. Like I I definitely want to learn more about this guy and about that situation that so many other people go through. Yeah, he said he's in for that, so I'll make sure I get him in touch with you. So awesome. Uh, and you know, of course, the fact that he mentioned that he he enjoys cigars perked yes. up my ears, and uh, you know, solidified the fact that I I need to get him on the show. So, well, I hope cool. you do, brother. All right, listener. Well, there you go. Uh, another successfully horrible is- uh, episode of Voice <laughs> from the Underground. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we will see you uh, sooner than later, I would imagine, uh, listener. Talk to you later. Have a great one, y'all. Yep. I'll explain, and I'll use small words that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Thank you for listening to Voice from the Underground. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VFU Podcast. See you next time. Boys from the underground.